What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Yala Bud. We're starting the week off with a with another mention in another publication as one of the go-to podcasts to listen to during the current circuit breaker. The current but ending circuit breaker. Yeah, current. It was by Light Communications. Uh, I think we'll put the link in the show notes if you want to. Actually, if yeah. you're listening to this, you're probably a fan already. So it's just a short paragraph which will tell you nothing new. Yeah. So just a, a, a thank you to them yeah. for the plug. No, not necessarily. I mean, some people, maybe they're coming across... Testing. Uh, yeah, a podcast for the first time because they, you know, they were listening to Tian Hao's uh, podcast or something. And then they're wondering, hey, who are these old old people doing a podcast from Singapore? And then, <laughs> oh my God. The they're ex-YouTubers. Talk, uh, they're talking the about ex-YouTubers. news. Who the they're fuck talks about, about news? news? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know about 10 types of of teachers that I, get, I see in school. Yeah, yeah, the latest influencer drama. Yeah. Or like, how to start YouTube. Yeah. God but, damn. <laughs> but yeah, welcome yeah. to the podcast. It's a, yeah. We're very honoured to have you here. Yeah. And before we start, like, I, I know the last podcast, I wanted to say this at the start, but it only came out in the middle. Uh, we, uh, I mean, we have a very active subreddit and we, and we love the people who contribute there. But we also get a lot of questions that we do answer in the subreddit. But if you listen to a podcast and you have a question, uh, it would be cool if you could kind of just um, share this, that particular episode on your Insta stories and tag us and write your question there. Because, yeah, I mean, ultimately, we do want more people to listen. So if you share it and kind of, if, if you enjoy the podcast, it's not just a oh just share for the sake of sharing if you enjoy the podcast and and would like to share it with someone else and want to ask us a question just do that and we will respond to every question that we get on uh, insta stories but the interesting thing is now people on subreddit on the subreddit have started yeah. taking ownership of the podcast huh? i saw they started a thread like possible topics that you can talk about yeah basically yeah. like like giving us a whole list of things that they would love to hear us <laughs> riff on it goes up with like really really brutal feedback for our podcast which we appreciate mm. uh because we do want to want to make sure that we are talking sense as well so so thanks a lot for that we'll just have yeah. to check our pride at the door yeah cool so we are in the midst of I don't know what the fuck day it is of uh, 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 Circuit Breaker in Singapore. Officially 44, day 44. 44, yeah, last 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 podcast you were official, this official that, and I still <laughs> think you got a number wrong. So 40-something. Uh, yeah, and the latest yeah. news, the latest news as of yesterday, 19th May, is it 19th May? Yes, correct. Was that uh, there's, a, there's finally a plan on how Singapore is going to exit the Circuit Breaker. Yeah, so it's... I mean, it is called the exit where it's going to safely exit the circuit breaker. Yeah, safely exit. It's a yeah. plan that everyone has been waiting for. Remember, and, and we're, we're probably the only country in the world that isn't like saying stuff like lifting the lockdown or lifting restrictions. Yeah, uh. that's right. We're saying <laughs> yeah, exit the circuit breaker. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Lifting, yeah, lifting the lockdown is too hard a word. It means that at some point people had things that were like fucking pressed down on them. Yeah, Whereas yeah. we entered the circuit breaker is like a tunnel you know we enter the circuit breaker and now we exit the circuit breaker together but hand in the, hand <laughs> yeah, yeah but the process to exit is also I mean I think it was a so basically what I get from my own reading of it versus uh, as well as reading online the general uh, responses to it is that it's quite detailed it's quite mm. long mm. but it's also quite confusing yeah right and I think that's why we, we thought about maybe what we should do, since everyone's talking about it, is to actually yeah. look at this uh, exiting the circuit breaker step by step and sort of just trying to get our heads around it. Like, there's certain things yeah. that are very obvious, like certain businesses open, but there are other things that aren't as obvious and is worth discussing. 
Yeah, because at first we were thinking, should we wrap our heads around it before we start the podcast? But then we realized that, holy shit, wrapping our heads around it is so fucking confusing. We know, why not just drag you guys along with us on the journey? <laughs> and, and kind of, we'll, we'll talk through how we make sense of it and whether it really is that confusing or whether it's just one of those things where it's so long and detailed that people are like, oh, fuck, just give me a TLDR version. And then when they read the TLDR version, they're like, oh, fuck, I don't understand. But they're too... To, they can't bring themselves to read the yeah. fucking verbose statements that are on like the go, gov.sg website or Ministry of Health. So, so what's our I, starting point... I yeah. think what, what will happen is you, after listening to all this, you might be so numb that it might actually help you on your run. Uh. You won't feel the pain in your legs yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, your your right. mind will just be numb to everything because of all the details we're going to go yeah. through. Yeah, and then it'll just turn us into like just sheep, mindless sheep. It just follows <laughs> all the instructions that are given to us. So our starting point... So we know that uh, websites like Mothership and all did like a summary, but we're going one level deeper to, mm. to the gov.sg website. Yeah. And there's a lot of words there, but we're going to start off with the, the little slide deck that they have, uh, yeah. which kind of simplifies stuff, which hopefully would simplify the whole thing, but we don't think so. So we're going to start off there and then just see if looking at that makes us more confused than anything. I love the so, way you're describing it. It makes, it makes me feel like... We are entering like this deep cavern or something. Yeah. I'm like going one Dude, level deeper than Mothership. So <laughs> Take the red pill and come <laughs> with us. Yeah, so there's a hierarchy. The first level is like Mothership. Probably the first level is like Stomp. Mm. Oh, no, first level you go to Facebook and uh, then you get all the commentary. Then you get Stomp. Yeah. Then you get Mothership. Then you get Gov.sg. Then at the bottom of the Gov.sg article, there's a there's a very very small read more here. Then you yeah. click, you go to the Ministry of Health <laughs> website. <laughs> Which is even more fucking verbose. Like, holy shit, there should just be one website where everyone can go to um, and 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 understand the whole thing. Like, but it's so complex. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just dive into it, okay? Yeah. Let's just dive into it. So, Let's go. so the, first, the first slide reads how Singapore will safely exit the circuit breaker and it's broken into three phases. Oh, yeah. And we will, right? we will put the link to this, to this particular yeah. thing in the show notes. Yeah. Then, right? If you really want to be interactive, you can go to the link right now and just, <laughs> just, just go along with us, man. Join yeah. us for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so this slide it says phase one safe reopening from second June. Businesses mm. that do not post pose a high risk reopen, leave home only for essential activities. So just reading that, right? Mm. What the fuck are businesses that do not pose a high risk? I think there was a whole list that they listed out. There's some uh, in manufacturing, uh, you know, pharmaceutical stuff like that. Uh that are considered like low risk like, in the sense that uh, that there isn't a lot of uh, like retail like facing a consumer, facing the public. So I think like retail outlets that, uh, you know, uh, what am I saying? Not retail outlets, but like F&B, you can open, but not the, the dining. side that's yeah, dining and the retail outlets, those that are selling to customers specifically, like bubble tea, lah, for example. So, so this is where I guess, I mean, generally it feels like, okay, it is, the main issue I think is confusing, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, this one is meant to be a summary. It's meant yeah. to, I guess, maybe if people want to get like a five-minute version of of what this means, then they will read the slide deck. Like, but even yeah. if you go to the 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 level of the gov.sg website where they talk about it in bit mo- in a bit more detail, they basically use terms like most retail outlets, dining and F&B outlets, and other personal services will not resume operations. Yeah. So to find a website where um. They talk about businesses that that can right. Okay, let's let's just share our experience like We are in media, right? Mm. And we have a SSIC code for our business. I don't know what SSIC stands for. Do you know? Uh, it's basically when you start your business in Singapore, you are you have to register it as a certain uh uh type of business Category, in a yeah. certain sector, and then you are given the SSIC code lah. 
Yeah, so an OSSIC code puts us under media. And there is technically based on what we found at the uh, covid.gobusiness.sg website, we are able, we are permitted to function, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. But but permitted to function from 2nd June onwards? Yes, yes, correct. But correct. the, the, the tricky on. thing is we are video production, but that means uh, photographers, the, taking photographs, studios, all that, you are not allowed to function. Uh, makeup artists who are essential for video production are not allowed to function either. So it's a bit co- still a bit confusing la, for all of us. So that means that means yeah. So I guess uh, like just based on our own experience, like it's not it's not super clear. I'm hoping that IMDA will come out with something, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, because and and I guess that's where the confusion of this is is la, Like okay, it's what determines if it's safe. If if we can film without makeup artists. Uh, I mean, there's only so much makeup can do and I think we are beyond redemption already. So, if we want to film without makeup artists, then, yeah, it just feels like, okay, you know what, this is very business-focused. It's, it's basically confusing, like, right? Yeah, I um, think, uh, basically, the, generally, they're saying if uh, business, even if your business starts, you still got to try to work from home as much as possible and, uh, yeah, it's not 100% uh, everything's okay, right? Okay, so so that one is business. I guess the more the thing that uh uh impacts most people is the leaving home only for essential services. Uh. So there's a fucking broad category. If you look at a website, yeah. it says basically this is one improvement, la, I guess, right? Yeah. Um each household will be allowed to visit their parents or grandparents staying elsewhere. Uh oh, we're going there already. Yeah. You don't want to go more into the business the, from the next slide onwards when they go into the specific phase. phase oh. one and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually that makes sense. Oh shit. With, we start with safe work workplaces first, lah, which is what we Fuck, we're even about. the slides are confusing. Yeah, the yeah. slides really simplified the shit and I'm still yeah. getting confused. Yeah. Okay. Uh so now we are going on to the next slide. Okay, so so now we are going into the details of of phase one. Okay, okay. So yep. what we said is some businesses reopen with safe management measures. Mm. Then the next one is safe schools. Mm, right. Correct. And this one is the one where I think uh, a lot of parents are up in arms about that because apparently different levels of like primary one and primary three and primary five, and uh, they go to school on different weeks from the primary two and primary fours, and then the, those are who have like big exams this year, like the O levels or the N levels and and the A levels, they have to be in school all the time, and it's just like, confusing for everyone uh. Basically, like if you have more than one kid there's a high chance that you got to also like keep a different timetable for when they go to school and everything. Uh. So yeah, so I guess broadly is primary six and secondary four and five will go yeah. to school every week, yeah. right? All the other levels will rotate weekly. Mm. And then in junior college and institutes of higher learning, you come back for practical sessions and then the lectures remain online. Yeah. So I mean, this one, it feels like, okay, as a standalone school a measure for school, I still think it makes sense. La. Like, okay, the, the parents are going to have like a bit of time planning, but I guarantee you, like if you ask any parents, would they, would they be willing to spend the time to plan out their kids' schedule versus teaching all their kids at home, right? Yeah. I'm guessing they would choose <laughs> choose to fucking, okay, they'll just sit down to, to send their kids and spend some time alone for a while. La. Yeah. So, I, th- I think parents so, have been waiting for this day for the longest time already. Yeah. The only thing is, okay, so what what's the verdict on how susceptible kids are to the virus? Are? Or is it still one of those fucking things that you have conflicting reports one way or the other? I mean, you, you, there is some evidence out there that uh, kids don't show as serious symptoms as adults do, even when they contract COVID-19. And but they can parent, contract it. Like. They can, can. But, uh, but apparently most of them have been contracting it from parents rather than uh, from other The other way around. Yeah. And then the argument also, I think that the education ministry put forth before was that 
it's easier to do contact tracing when the kids are all in one place in school. Uh. You know, like yeah. if someone in the class gets it, then the whole class just shuts down. Uh. As opposed to like if the kids are at home and or, or playing with their friends outside of, of school, then it's hard to catch everyone. Uh. You know, I don't know. Like, I remember when I was in primary school and secondary school, I guess primary school, like, any day I could skip school, right? I would fucking jump at it. Like. Yeah. I wonder now <laughs> if, like, maybe it's all this home based learning has made the kids realize, like, oh shit, school is actually pretty fun and they can't live without it. And they would actually be unhappy if they can't go to school anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Or do kids like, like, like school these days? I actually don't have any young cousins in Singapore. Do you have any young cousins in primary school? Uh, not that I'm on a talking relationship with uh, or texting. Oh, you're all... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of strange you if I'm like... You don't text your primary school cousins? <laughs> God I mean, damn. Maybe on Instagram or something. Maybe one, them, one or two of them follow me. <laughs> but, but you see the funny meme, right? The one where like the husband... The husband and the kid are both like, oh, you know, this is my timetable every day. I wake up, I get scolded. I have breakfast, I get scolded. And I do my uh, classes. So like husbands and kids are both like getting scolded the all the time. La. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sexist meme, but it was it was quite funny. <laughs> so so I guess this in one way, so uh, like it's, it's, just, it's just confusing. But I think the reason why this needs to be in place is because if the kids aren't, can't go to school, the parents can't go back to work, in any way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. So yeah. this feels like okay, it's it's a it's a give and take. Generally, I think the whole the whole principle or the feel of these measures uh, seem to be that what like the government my take on it is that they're trying to be super conservative now, and if they can ease things, they would. It's, I think it's better that way rather than the other way around. Like keep it easy and then fucking like get mm. uh, stricter down the road. But I so, think it's worth going through the other things first, and then and then seeing lah because like yeah. Why, why, like, you know, one this like this measure seems to make sense in isolation. Yeah, when correct. when you see correct. what the other yeah. things are, it doesn't make as much sense. La. Correct. Right. Which is a good segue to the next thing about safe homes. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Right. So, so households can receive two visitors per day and they must be children and or grandchildren from the same household. Yeah. Which means you cannot meet your cousin or even your sibling, man. You can't even see your sibling if, let's say, you all live in separate households. So when they say it must be children and or grandchildren from the same household, so that means if the child has moved out, mm. then they can come back. Yeah, two people can come back or they can come to drop off the grandchildren for childcare. Let's say so, on the But on the, the grandchildren week, the, the grandchildren is considered from the same household. But if they were born in another household? No, I think household as in as in family, la, same family. Oh, same, same, fa- same family. family. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so the the idea I think is that they you they want you to be able to go and visit your old grandparents or parents, mm-hmm. check on them, and likewise also uh, maybe certain weeks where you have your your child is doing supposed to be doing home based learning, but you have to work right. You can drop yeah. off your child with your grandparents uh. So so I think that was the the main uh, idea here, but okay, so uh, it's been causing so a lot of, this, a lot of uh, yeah. la, right. This is one of those things also that in isolation it makes sense, like right. Mm-hmm. But just so I guess one big thing is the one with schools, like right. How yeah. how it kind of contradicts this because here we are like saying okay the grand grandparents are the vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, but yet you are allowing exposure to kids who are going to school and hanging out with other kids. Yeah, correct, correct. And then like right? passing the virus within themselves, and then after that handing them to your grandparents to pass it to them, like. Yeah, so so then this is where it starts to get a little like uh, weird, la. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't know how it is in other countries. I I know countries like I think Italy, uh, Spain, they're being very verbal and explicit, saying old people just stay the fuck at home, don't move. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
But yeah, I, think, one... I think that's the case. That they basically, yeah, they've been telling like people don't visit your old uh, parents and stuff like that, lah. Yeah. So, so this one, yeah, the grandparents still can't get out, lah. It's just the mm. kids that can come. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And only so, two a day, lah. That means you can't have like uh family gatherings. But I mean that you know, you know, like Hari Raya coming up and all that kind of thing. Maybe they, what they yeah. want to do is, uh, you can still go and visit your parents and all, lah. Just you have to stagger it, lah. Have a timetable, lah. Cannot all be in the same room at the same time. No, but it's it's still only two a day, what, right? Oh yeah. Oh, then different day, yeah. like Come on, different days. Yeah, that's yeah. So it, it verbatim, each visit, receiving household should limit such visits visits to only one per day and no more than two persons who must be from the same visiting household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, this is causing a lot of uh, confusion for people, uh, And and the other question I see a lot of in the forums and all is that, how is this enforceable? Who's gonna? Yeah. How are they gonna check whether you are the first or second visitor of the day and stuff like that? No. Yeah. So I can. I mean. I think, okay, anywhere in the world, whatever policies that are coming up, it's you can argue that how are they going to be enforceable if it's in the house, lah, right? Mm. But this is where I think what we the government is hoping for is for people to take hold of like personal ownership and take the law into your own hands and be abiding citizens. Lah. Yeah. So this is where it gets it gets it gets tricky lah, because okay, so one one thing I saw online is that people are saying, What about significant others? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Right? So significant others, I mean, ultimately, like, yeah, being away from your significant other isn't the most uh, fun thing, right? It kind of, it kind of sucks. Mm. But I think it's one of those things that, okay, like, it's not life and death. You know, it can wait. You know, you can find other ways of pleasuring yourself and all that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, the the what do you think about that? Like, should, should significant others be able to see each other? Uh, I, I saw, I think, I saw an interesting theory uh, is that they already know that people are seeing their significant others. Hey, la. fuck lah, okay? I'm not lah, okay? <laughs> she might have these things, right? They're, they're fucking like, it really sucks if you are fucking abiding by the law and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. get these people who just don't give a fuck and doing whatever the hell they've been doing. No, but, but yeah. Anyway, I go mean, on. So, so yeah, that's the thing that, that they're saying that people will already go and see their significant mm. others or let's say if they really want to see their friend or siblings, they already will go and see lah. So, um, they don't want to start opening a can of worms by saying, hey, you can go and see your girlfriend or boyfriend or friend for one day a week or something like that. Because then that, that's where it starts to get like, huh? which one is your significant other? This one is your mistress. This one is your second girlfriend. No, exactly. Kind of thing. So think, they, they don't I, want to have to open the can of worms. Huh? No, I think I think the bigger thing is the second point you had, not the point that they already know that, that it's happening. I think because, uh, okay, what the fuck is a significant other? You have girlfriend, you have husband, uh, uh, you have boy, boyfriend, you have wife, but... You can't. I think in terms of the hierarchy of uh, relationship status, a uh, husband is like almost more legit or more formal than a boyfriend, right? Because yeah. if you think about it, if they say if they say you can visit your significant other, right? You fucking like anyone. If you think if you're single and you had that, you went out with this one girl who you're like, yeah. Eh, nah, yeah. But suddenly you're like, you know what? She's my significant she's, other. She's my bae. <laughs> yeah, she's my bae. She's my bae. Just so you can get out, go yeah. somewhere, get some ass. No, go like, her HDB yeah. downstairs and then just look up at her window. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> All the all the people who like you know are okay, but you think you can do better? Fucking, you'll yeah. see standards drop, man. People will just be like, you know what? I fucking love this woman, or I love this guy, yeah. and we are meant to be together just so that they can get out and like bone la. So I yeah, think yeah. that is the bigger thing, like like all like the policies right now, right? If they if they somehow go do a spot check, do DNA test, they can verify some sort of lineage la. Yeah. Because it's just parents, grandparents, and kids. The moment significant others come in, right? Then it's like. You can even say like if you want your 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 guy friend to come over and play FIFA, He's you can say yeah we are yeah we are in a 
homosexual relationship, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so then, okay, then you open up yourself to a whole bunch of other legal issues, but but it just is too blurry a line, lah. So that's where I think they they know they can't fucking um, do something that would capture everyone. Yeah. Like no policy will ever make everyone happy. But this one, I think the biggest thing is that it allows parents to get back to work if they can, lah. Mm. And actually, uh, I I have heard of a, a real story, uh, a verified real story, that someone, uh, very recently, came uh, went to visit their their I think their father who's living alone or something, and mm. basically found him dead, lah. And, huh? and now they're what the fuck? Yeah, they're having his funeral at this moment, la. Are you fucking kidding no, me? Like the, the, yeah. the father lives alone, uh? Yeah, lives alone, and so the oh yeah the kids. I, do, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why the kids don't call or something or check on him more regularly. But but yeah, when they found him, he was dead, and uh, yeah, he was already like alone in the house, dead, la. So oh my the whole God. thing about is is true that there are cases oh, fuck. there are cases where people elderly living alone you do need to go and check on them so uh you you have to give some points to that to to what they're trying to do oh, here like, is to shit. get get people to go and check out on the elderly you know make sure yeah, make sure so, they're doing okay yeah fuck that just mean like my horn that just killed my horniness to meet my significant others yeah <laughs> holy oh, shit oh yeah your, your horniness to like break <laughs> break the rules that I said everyone's already breaking yeah. already <laughs> oh my god you just fucking killed it man yeah, holy yeah. shit okay, and of course fine, of course go. if you dig deeper into all the forums there's all that oh you know because the voting population is mostly old people that's why they want to let old, old people have all this <laughs> la, you know give them the benefits and okay lah but I mean the one you, you can argue all day but you'll never get to you never know whether that's true. Oh, la. Yeah, yeah, that is a good fucking point, man. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so I guess this is one of those things that... Oh, fuck. It's, it's, it's tough, sir. Mm-hmm. God damn. It's, there's, no, there's no right answer, la, but yeah, it's just... I mean, so I mean, but, but, but I would say one thing is that uh, uh, right now, everything I'm, we've been hearing so far... They seem to prioritize the reopening of the economy a lot more than uh you know the the effects of isolation on mental health uh, right mm. there isn't any yeah. mention of that that much no what well, but what I mean in some way oh you're saying that the, yeah, they, see, they are... you seeing your significant other or being able to get out of your house mm. if you, you don't like your family and stuff like that that is uh not very high on the priority list lah, for sure yeah so what do you think of it I mean in Singapore GDP is king right I mean. <laughs> All ministers, the KPI is all GDP and everything. So no, but but I I think it's not just the GDP number because okay, let's say for us like, our business mm. has been impacted by this, right? Yeah. And like some of the mental health stress and like anxiety that even I have been experiencing is a result of that. Yeah. So if the economy can be boosted and like restarted, it you can also argue that it's going to ease the anxiety on a lot of people. Like. That's true. That's true. But yeah, like, right. so so that's the thing. Oh, like will yeah, like, will this. Ha- semi-opening of the businesses, will it necessarily lead to uh, more, you know, the economy starting to show up again? La? As opposed to being able to go and see your significant other and just cry in their arms or something. La? Which one will do you better in the yeah, short yeah, run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, if I go, yeah, it's not just about crying in your arms, okay? but you can do that over the phone, over FaceTime. It's just oh, for, yeah, for, was, for, for for strengthening the... The nuclear family unit, lah, bro. It's okay, lah. Crying Fox, is yeah. fine. Crying is is fine. It's I can do that myself. I can do that myself. Be a millennial man. A millennial man is okay to I cry. I don't need. I don't need someone to cry <laughs> on. I can cry by myself. Oh, so many. So okay, like uh uh in in the uh, going along the lines of community and home. So mm. another thing that is also that you can. Uh, you can allow marriage solemnizations to take place in person, involving up to ten per- ten people. What was it mm. before? 
You couldn't get married? Uh, I think they only only remotely, like over. You could do it over a Zoom ceremony or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now ten people lah, okay lah. Ten people, so still a yeah. good time to get married if you want to save money. Yeah, 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 correct. Yeah, but you don't and get ang pao lah. You don't get many ang pao. This one. Yeah, but I tell sure. you that that is a fucking <laughs> Chinese thing. Like honestly, okay. So to everyone who's listening, I don't know whether I've spoken it before, but to digress a bit, it blew my mind when in my twenties I found out that for Chinese weddings, the couples can actually recoup a lot of the money they spent because yeah. growing up in Indian household, right? If you get married, it's just fucking throwing away money, lah. Yeah. It's just throwing away money. You're you're never gonna get it back. So so that's where I was like, huh? What? Is that why there's a market rate for fucking how much you have to give the ang pao at a wedding? Which is something I totally am against. Like the stupid base on the hotel, you pay a different rate. I shouldn't be responsible for whatever your hotel you choose. So I always give a standard rate. Like maybe so that's why I stopped getting invited to a lot of weddings. Yeah, like. Chinese, fine friend, Chinese friends of Harish, you, you know who to accidentally leave out of the <laughs> wedding list. <laughs> yeah. Huh? yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I am fine. So back to this. Uh, so okay, the one thing is places of worship can reopen for private worship. So what what does private worship refer to? Uh, we're skipping ahead to places of worship. Is it? Oh wait. Because oh, fuck. if you go back to the slides again, actually the next one is safe commuting. Safe oh commuting. shit! I mean, so okay. So I was looking at the fucking text. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Let's, let's keep it to something that's okay. simpler for everyone to refer to. Okay, can, can. Yeah, yeah, I'm confusing myself. Okay, next safe point. commuting. Safe yeah. commuting. All yeah. must wear masks. Uh, you have to avoid talking, and t- you have to maintain good personal hygiene on the train or public transport, la. Right. So, so that one, I guess. Okay. Go, what? I think manageable, la. I mean, if you, uh, if like I've when I travel in Japan before, uh, one yeah. of the things I realized is like nobody talks on the the trains or buses, and everybody is wearing a mask usually. So it's a. Uh, I think. I mean, as much as people want to complain about it, sometimes it's actually nice when like nobody is like shouting in your ear or something like that, lah. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? I think it's fine, but my question is like that means on second June it would still be mandatory to wear a mask when you go out. Oh yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah. Because now it's by law, lah. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, by yeah. law. Correct, correct. Right. Yeah. Uh. And you can't even fake like you're going for a brisk walk or something in the MRT, lah. Yeah. So yeah. everyone legitimately has to wear a mask. Yeah. If you're in the MRT, okay. you are definitely not walking. Okay, avoid okay. talking. Well, I can't remember the last time I took MRTs, yeah? Yeah. Okay, I and think then, commuting yeah. okay, lah, right? Yeah. Commuting okay. Yeah. Then so then, phase uh, one. So now one. the next slide, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Safe community. Okay. Uh, care arrangements for children. I think we spoke about this where... Oh, but this one is about preschools gradually reopening and student care centers uh, resuming. Uh, in in general, like uh, being able to find third parties to take care of your children, uh, I think that uh. those are also another very important support pillar for for uh, parents. Yeah. And there's also support for seniors, where senior activity centers will resume some activities in a safe and controlled manner. So this is for seniors, like the the I think the recreation center downstairs, the block and stuff like that. Where people can mm. they can go and play games and, and watch TV together or what lah. I guess this this plays into the my first thought was like, hey, but like you have to keep like old people, the vulnerable people away from each other. But mm. in the example you brought up just now, yeah. where you get a lot of elderly people living alone. Yeah. Yeah, this kind of makes sense, like, I guess. No, and then, and then you saw so many people, like there was the news of this group of uncles who were meeting at a muscling bus stop to gamble. Yeah. 
so uncles like, and aunties uncles, uncles and aunties, aunties yeah. yeah so they were literally <laughs> that was like the one fucking loophole the one place where you can sit down together as a group <laughs> and they found it and they fucking gambled there can you believe these people they are yeah, so okay. resourceful man <laughs> yeah so part of me is like you know what fuck these people but part of me is like holy shit that is fucking smart man yeah 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 they can and exactly. if you imagine like a, a, an, a safety a safe distance ambassador comes by like what are you doing they're waiting for bus ah. yeah. I'm waiting for a bus what, what do you want no, me to do it's like it's like you're a robber, but your getaway vehicle is the bus that comes like the yeah. Hey, oh, then they just jump on the bus and then, Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll see the safe distance ambassadors, you know, like the dot exe, the yeah. com- the loading, they just be jammed. Like, like, oh fuck. fuck, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? <laughs> chase chase after the bus, chase after the bus. <laughs> yeah, so that's fucking oh, brilliant, man. And, yeah. and what happened to them? Did they get fined? Uh, I think or they're being investigated, but you know, I, oh, um, it's one of those things that they just disappears into the internet after a couple of days. La. Yeah. So so the uncles and aunties, okay, that one, yeah, I yeah, okay, okay, okay. Kira, Kira so so, so then the, yeah. the the next slide is yeah. places of worship. Okay, so that's what yes. I skipped forward to. Yes, yes. Private worship. Yes. So as an ex-religious, uh, as an ex-fervent religious boy, uh. what is private worship? Uh, I think it means just pray. You're you're allowed to pray, go to a place of worship and pray yourself, lah. There's no services or. Or, or there's no pastor there to to administer your prayers for you or anything like that. And or? you can you can go in groups of five people, mm-hmm. five members from the same household. Oh, same yes. household. Okay, okay. So I I guess for Christians they can go to church and as a family and pray together, but yeah, th- they cannot shake hand or say hi to other people in the church lah. Yeah, I right. guess they had to put the same household lah. Otherwise, I will immediately become temporary Catholic. Eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you you are not allowed to go la. You are not allowed to go, right? Yeah, I'm not allowed to go. So unless you go, you go yourself la, on your own behalf of the Tilani family, right? And then yeah, meet yeah. my girlfriend there. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like I can do the NTUC also. Eh? <laughs> you can yeah. do NTUC. Oh, or you're church. buying some chicken too. Uh, I'm buying some chicken too. So we found a oh, loophole. Free. We found the third loophole is NTUC <laughs> bus stop <laughs> or church. That, yeah, correct place, NTUC. So. Yeah, yeah, like you can 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 say you know okay I'll meet you in the cereal section and then after mm-hmm. that we go to the the condiments and I end up in the frozen section. Hell yeah, yeah. And then head straight to church after that lah. Yeah, that's that's the dating in twenty twenty yeah. Yeah. Pakto in twenty twenty. But beyond beyond you, church, uh, how about how about other religions uh? Like other temples I mean, and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, like, like like temples. Uh, so my mom goes to temples quite often and they do have something like a service like where at the same time every same day of the week. They will play some like religious, the the Indian equivalent of hymns. But mm. aside from that, you do do some rituals just on your own lah. So I guess mm. that will still happen. Yeah. Um. And where it gets confusing is because now during the circuit breaker, yeah, I'm, I'm living with my mom. So the thing is, if it opens up, right, it's something that me and my brother have also been debating like whether or not my mom should go out because she's 69. Mm. She falls in the vulnerable uh category because she also has asthma. So. And well, since she since February she hasn't really left the house apart from walks la. Mm. So so that's where like I don't know like if if other people or, or if you and your your parents also are facing that sort of stuff. Your parents technically live by, by themselves la, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah that's right. So how are they how are they dealing like with, with this? What what's what's their how's how's their lives been uh, during the circuit breaker? I mean one of the beautiful things is that they adopted a a very big hairy dog towards the mm-hmm. end of last year. Or at least yeah. like later, like the latter half of the year. So I think the dog has been a very good companion for for them, lah. You know, and they've been staying at home. They've been staying at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been staying at home. Uh, yeah. So I, I think they've been occupied, like you and uh, like like 
uh, most people, you know, with like chores and then with this mm. dog, it's like having a child and that, like, you know, and then just having to walk the dog and make sure that it doesn't do anything stupid and all that. Like. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so I guess the, the places of worship not not that contentious. Uh. I think it's acceptable. If you talk about like people's mental health, I think religion is a big part of people's like uh, family, lifestyle, yeah, everything. That so is true. Yeah. You you would and to them. Like, Singapore yeah. being uh in quotes secular country. Yeah. Uh you know, we we I'm guessing the government wants to make sure that uh the religious people are also placated. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. I think it's right. important. Uh. Yeah. It is important. Okay, cool. Okay. Very solemnizations. I think we we talked about that earlier, right? Yeah, can take place person in person. Yeah. I mean place in person, yeah. yeah. So I mean, Arnold, do you know anyone who's who's gotten married uh, recently? Like under like circuit breaker measures? I think I saw someone on my Facebook, he he had a ceremony like uh uh-huh. just at the start of circuit breaker. So it was a very small uh at least just before circuit breaker, just a very small group of less than ten people. Everyone had to wear masks, and I think they just had a little like sort of like a, a reception, basically, in a, in, see, a, see, see. in a condominium or something. Yeah. Okay, so now I guess you can do it in person, lah. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so ten people. Can so la. that also feels like it would cause a lot of problems there. Can you imagine you have ten people to invite for your wedding? Yeah. How are you gonna fucking make that list? <laughs> you could burn bridges for for the rest of your lives, yeah. Or you can just use you can just use this as the best excuse, la, Right, not to ever have to invite. No, but anyone. can you imagine like unless you're saying you're just doing family, la, But then even yeah. within your family, like if your mm. parents, chances are they have a lot of siblings. Yeah. Wow, it could. I'm sure there are people who who are getting into trouble with their families for not inviting them. Yeah. Last time, even during normal times, one of my friends, his his uncle stopped talking to him because amongst a whole bunch of siblings of his parents. Yeah. I think that uncle got invite got the invite the last, even oh, though see, it was see. nothing to do with the preference. It caused a, a lot of fires, mm. But now, now yeah. is a tough time to get married because, uh, what I've been seeing in forums is that you when you remember you're talking about significant others, right? Actually, yeah. you remember Singapore is one of the few places in the world where a lot of married people actually um they live separately because they are waiting for their flats to come mm. together so that mm. the, the addresses are still technically under the parents uh, places oh so, so they husbands and wives not the same household or fiance fiance, fiance are cannot in the, not in the same household and cannot see each other officially so like but no but if they are if you if if they have ROM already then there's there's it's considered married lah right yeah yeah but they're still a different household what? the address is still the still the parents address so if I check your IC check your IC you're still considered two different households. So there's actually a lot of complaints also that I cannot even, is it? Also I cannot even see problem. my wife. You know, I cannot see my wife. Like, <laughs> I feel like, oh shit. I, I mean, yeah, la, it's tough for them. La. That's why, that's why you I know, we made, we made, we made yeah. a joke earlier about husbands complaining about having to stay at home with wife. There are some people yeah. who have the opposite problem. I cannot see I, their wife. <laughs> I bet there are some newly married couples out there who are kind of happy that there's a circuit breaker because they realise they married the wrong person. <laughs> confirm. Confirm go at least a handful. Confirm. A cooling off period. Cooling off period. Yeah, cooling off. <laughs> yeah, so so that's that's basically the measures for 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 phase one la. Yeah, so yeah. okay, it's not as confusing as I thought it would it would be la. I think yeah. so. That's where I think a lot of confusion comes up because when I first looked at it, I admittedly just skimmed through it, mm. and that's where I was like, "Wow, fuck, this is damn confusing." But I guess this is where it's almost cathartic for our own understanding. I don't yeah. know how many people listening are actually enjoying this or thinking, "What the fuck? No, are we just like puppets of the government?" But I confuse, which we are not la. Confusion aside, right? Because if that one can be resolved. How do you feel, or how do you feel after you heard it? La? Um, 
I it is it, I guess I'm surprised I'm, I am a little surprised about how stringent it is because mm. it wow oh, fuck it's been a long fucking time already yeah. and it is really impacting our business and mm. it is just feels like what oh, you buy like like the business is impacted even my relationship is impacted uh mm. I I don't have grandparents in Singapore uh I mean I, I don't have grandparents anymore so it feels like to me there's nothing that's going to change mm. Uh, so that's where that's how I feel, and I wish that. So I guess if if I have kids or if I have something like that, there is going to be a change, lah. Or if yeah. I work for a big company and I can go back to work, there is going to be a change. But for mm. me personally, there's no fucking change at all. Mm, I see, I see. So so there's yeah, generally so, a sense of of, of oh, dread, la, when thinking yeah. about next few months, la, Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that that is the the general sentiment. That I see from trolling all these uh, forums and Reddit and everything, uh. Like, like, what about you? What about you? Because, you, like, your situation yeah. is is different from mine. But yeah, is I mean, it still a big change also? But, but I was quite like taken aback when I first heard uh, this news all coming together, lah. Because I realized, like, oh shit, that it really means that, like, uh, the business side of things are not going to move until like, uh, October or November or something, and basically, like, you know, small medium businesses. Uh, F&B businesses, like anybody in the events or entertainment industry, uh, you're like, we're, we're fucked up for these few months. And uh, and I mean, there was this article I, I just read today that I think I shared with you about a photographer who, you know, who was like, running a small business and doing quite okay. Then he realized, oh, fuck, I need to basically like, um, you know, dr- uh, write grab, lah, basically to feed my family. And mm. uh, I think the reality is, yeah, a lot of people are going to realize this what we were hoping for, you know, the the economy to come back and businesses to start all start together again and advertisers to start like putting money back in the economy. That's not going to happen for a while. Lah. It's not going to be. But, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I guess the gist of that article also was nice in the sense that the, it, it showed the, the two sides of Singapore, right? The more affluent mm. and the less affluent. Yeah. And thanks for fucking sh- uh, sh- taking away my one shook thing for the week. Oh, nah, fuck. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, if the if your one shook thing of the week came from my recommendation, it I don't think it counts. It touched me that much. It touched me that much, okay? It might not be your one shook thing, but it was my one shook thing. Guys, it's fine. It's fine. Between now and the end of the podcast, I'll find. I'll think of something okay, else. Jungle but Jimbo eighty eight. Please help Harish <laughs> find more one shock things, cause he needs he needs it lah. Like we all like have to feed him his one shock things from now on. <laughs> but but yeah. So I mean, I guess I guess this is one of those things that I can imagine a lot of people thinking that okay, there's finally going to be a change. But so that's where the reality of policies kick in la. like there's yeah. no one policy that's going to make everyone happy unfortunately yeah. for us because we are even pitching for long form projects right like yeah. for yeah. for the shooting of series for yeah. TV shows and all that but with this right even if we do get the project we're not going to be able to shoot till God knows when man because definitely mm. we cannot have a shoot for uh, a slightly bigger scale uh, program because that's yeah. going to involve yeah, la, you got your props you got your cameraman you got your makeup artist so what the fuck, yeah? Yeah, but I mean, so, the, one, one good thing is that we uh we are starting to see other countries, our neighboring countries, uh, set yeah. more uh rules for shooting and stuff like that as well, lah. Uh, mm. But speaking of which, I also wanted to ask you: Do you think uh, so? Do you think that the government is reacting like this because it's a bit of overcompensating for the fact that you know, I mean, a lot of people say we were the gold standard at first, then we dropped the ball. And then now, like we are, we seem to be like moving slower than everyone else, like opening up. Um. Yeah, I think I think they are trying to be as conservative as possible. Um. 
to make sure that to minimize the risk of anything else going wrong while balancing the need to open up the economy like and i mm. do think that the practice of okay let's let's be let's piss people off now and then slowly win them back with like easing up here easing up there because i know even when we did the circuit breaker it was four weeks and then with two weeks into the first four weeks, we found out it's going to be another four weeks after that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Compared to how it was in Malaysia where it was two weeks and then boom, two weeks again. Then boom, two weeks again. And then uh, boom, two weeks again. I so I, if I had to choose between the two, I would choose Singapore's approach with regards to how they did the circuit breaker. For this approach, I mean, right now, even the countries that have opened up, you're seeing a few cases here and there pop up. I still mm. don't think it's like pandemic level yet. Yeah. Um, but I think Singapore is just being very, very conservative. Yeah. And thankfully, I I mean, I'm assuming that they are okay to do this because we still have enough reserves. La. Because if you imagine like a big country like the US, mm. every stimulus check they put out is like fucking like a trillion dollars. Yeah. Um, uh, like, so, so, I mean, every, every kind of measure to help the, to help, uh, people via handouts and all is a fucking huge money and they are already in deficit as a country right yeah. in Singapore I'm guessing that we still have reserves like, and, and our sugar daddy Heng Sui Kiat is going to announce the new range of financial uh, help on 26 May I believe end of this yeah, week yeah, yeah. correct correct. Yeah, yeah so so I mean it just feels like oh fuck but I, I, I don't know whether there's any other way to do it like, because like yeah. when I read the comments and you know, all, I was thinking, "Fuck, how else? Like, how else can we do this?" Mm. I don't know, so, man. So you think Singapore is basically uh, giving us all the bitter medicine at one go, lah? And then I, if there's I think so. a little bit of honey drips here and there, lah, along the way. Yeah, because I think I mean I think they are also trying to figure out ways to okay open up the economy slightly because I know they are talking about uh starting to enable travel between the countries that have a very low. Uh, yeah. infection rate now yeah. like New Zealand Australia and I think because fucking Singapore Airlines just suffered their first year loss in 48 years of yeah. operations it's crazy. and yeah it's fucking crazy so and that's where I know even in New Zealand uh, what they're thinking about now is like a four day work week to give people more time to uh, be like local tourists to help businesses in New Zealand mm. I think uh, travel within New Zealand is already allowed and travel agents are trying to ramp up supply to meet the demand yeah. because, but their, their borders to other countries is still closed mm. but I think yeah man as much as like I would love I, I love to shit on these measures because it fucking sucks like honestly I don't know how else how else to, to do it I mean mm. I mean yeah, so that's that's my take. Because phase one, is it definitely four weeks or more than that? No, I mean, right now it's scheduled. They said that it will be two cycles. Uh. Phase one will be, they have to watch two cycles of incubation, which is 14, two times 14, week, uh, 14 days. So it's mm. basically a month. Uh. And then after a that, month. phase two, uh, which I think we can go through another time, is yeah. probably going to be a couple of months at least. Uh, and then yeah. depending on how numbers are and how the economy goes and everything then they will they will ease up accordingly lah. but uh and it's just um like i mean there were some examples of like thailand they opened up the malls for example then pictures of like people flooding the malls just started going all over the internet yeah and then uh, south korea they opened clubs and then there was a super spreader who went to like eight clubs in one night and infected like 70 people at one go yeah so what like, a fucking super spreader what the <laughs> fuck was he or she doing here holy I mean, crap like yeah. licking everyone yeah it was just a uh, 
Yeah, so, so, but so, so seeing all these examples, I think they're also trying to learn as much as possible uh, from the other countries. But, but that's, where, that's where Hong Kong is pr- pretty ballers. Yeah. Now, like, because my brother works in Hong Kong. I mean, yeah. now he's back for, for the circuit, circuit breaker, but he, his colleagues in Hong Kong are like just meeting up for drinks, meeting yeah. up for dinner. Yeah. They're having a company party at the end of May. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I, have to su- like, I have to switch off all my Hong Kong friends on Instagram already. No, but that's where I think... <laughs> I think so. Based on talking to my brother, he said Hong Kong, the population itself, they they basically a lot of the general population don't trust the government, right? So yeah. even when the government was not sounding the alarm yet, uh, the pop- general population who also went through SARS, they were like, you know what, fuck it, we're just gonna wear masks from the from early on. And I think they they basically it, it there's a lot of credit that needs to be given to the people as well uh, for keeping mm. the infection rate low. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they reap the rewards. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so so I mean, yeah, we're not going to go into phase two because phase two, but overall phase who two knows, is meant Who to knows be, when phase two will happen, right? <laughs> yeah, right now phase one is one month, which yeah. I don't know, could extend, could reduce, but phase two is meant to be like, there's no fixed time frame, right? No, no, it's not fixed. Now. Yeah. Oh, shala. I think, I mean, I'm guessing there were a lot of businesses that were surprised because my girlfriend works at a, a yoga studio and they were ready to open up um in June la. Oh yeah, and so gyms, now, gyms and studios not allowed to open, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. And goddamn, man. man, goddamn. But yeah, so I think the main message for Singaporeans is just hold on tight, man. We're not. <laughs> <in> the, <laughs> we're still in the storm right now. No, and I think now like the term circuit breaker is forever going to be changed eh? because I know one article that came out <laughs> yesterday. Do you see? The title yeah. read, One taken to a hospital, 40 evacuated after circuit breaker catches fire at Clementi HDB block. <laughs> and I can tell you, everyone who saw it, you're like, huh? What? The fuck? The circuit breaker caused the fire? No, but it is yeah. legitimately the circuit breaker <laughs> in the flat. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think no one would ever want to refer to that fucking thing in your flat as a circuit yeah. breaker anymore. La. Because yeah, yeah, like, like, you just be, like, you know, you, you, yeah, now when you hear the iPhone alarm uh, signal, yeah. you get like a, you, you get like a feeling rushing through your bones. Yeah. Circuit breaker will be like that. Anytime you have a blackout in the future, people will be like, hey, can you check the circuit breaker? It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like last time, they, they, you know, people talk about the war, the Japanese came and everything. Ours is like yeah. the circuit breaker. The know? circuit breaker. <laughs> That's like what we, our grand- we say to our grandkids. Uh. Yeah, with our grandkids, <laughs> you know, in 2020, there was a circuit breaker. Yeah. Circuit breaker. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Tough. So, so I mean, uh, that's where if, if anyone has any thoughts on this or yeah. or any strong responses uh, mm. about this. Oh, one thing I want to say that uh, Kelvin Cheng, who is a social political commentator on Facebook, who has interesting thoughts. La, he, mm. he wrote something which I thought was quite funny. He said, maybe if whatever handout that Hengs Cat is going to announce on 26 May for the general population, right? maybe there might be another one-time handout. He said, keep it as an incentive. So, just tell the population... It, You'll only get it at the end of phase one if you don't fuck up. The moment you fuck up, that's taken away. <laughs> which, I, which I thought was a, was an interesting way of doing it. Uh. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's almost like, yeah, you don't guarantee the 500. It's only if you're a good boy. I mean, essentially, essentially, now that's what they're telling us with all these phases and all. Uh, that we only move forward if you don't fuck up. Uh. It's like, I think the analogy I saw on Reddit was like, this is like after you go for the four-day, three-night uh, like camp in the army and then after that still cannot go and eat in the cookhouse you still got to clean weapon first still got to check in your arms and then after that go and shower first then you can go and eat at the cookhouse that's essentially <laughs> how it feels right now and I felt oh that is very apt uh. that is very 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 apt uh, and uh, my condolences to all the women out there who might not have any idea what re- what that reference means <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. even for a while I was confused but yeah uh, okay cool so Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our second topic is a lot more light-hearted, light-hearted yeah. and not COVID-related at all. And it's global, thankfully. It's yeah, it's global. And I mean, and 
I mean, we we decided to talk about this not not only because like we've actually seen on our subreddit some people asking us for TV and movie recommendations, which is something we might do in future. Yep. But it's because both of us have been fucking uh, reveling in this wonderful show called The Last Dance. Yeah, it's a ten episode uh, documentary that's on ESPN Plus and Netflix uh, on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls in their last year of their you know their sixth championship run. Uh, that means it was yeah. in nineteen ninety eight. Um, so apparently there was footage captured of the team that whole year and it uh, it was only allowed to be made into a documentary because Michael Jordan said okay to the to the guys doing it as a documentary in 2016. La. So now yeah. it's come out, thankfully, in a time when we have no sports, no, I mean, very few live sports available to us. And uh, for the last five weeks, um, two episodes have been released every week. And if you go on Netflix trending, like it's always number, it's always in the top ten for the last couple of weeks yeah. already, lah. So chances uh, are you may have seen this, um, and chances are you may have really enjoyed it to the point yeah. that you googled up to see what other people were talking about it because it was fucking mind blowing. Like even you get people like James Corden raving about it, yeah, yeah, and pe- yeah. like it was so fun to watch. But I guess what we are gonna talk about is like why. I mean, I don't know whether that's what you were planning to talk about, but I was thinking why, like if you're a Singaporean, you should fucking watch it, lah. Oh no, I wasn't thinking specifically of that lah. But what were you thinking? Like, what well, I know you said that there's a recent thing that you heard yesterday about. Yeah, uh, I mean, because the reviews for the documentary have been glowing lah, right? It is a very yeah. entertaining documentary. Uh, but in the last couple of days, I've been seeing a lot more criticism of, of uh, the whole the whole project lah, and, mm. uh, and I think some of it is is. It's quite interesting. It's quite warranted. I mean, like what, doesn't like take what? away from the entertainment value of the whole project. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. For example, the fact that you say this is a documentary, a documentary meaning that is tries to be uh, as objective as possible when dealing with all these different personalities, right? But at the end of the day, Michael Jordan had the final say in the in the the cut of the film and everything, lah, Right. Mm. As mm. much as they went into a lot of uncomfortable territory with regards to his the death of his father and things like that but uh, the fact that he is able to have a final say on what comes out in the documentary uh, already makes it like a bit is a bit biased already la. and and because mm. and Michael Jordan he's a very combative figure like very competitive right so he does take pot shots at some of his old rivals or people he didn't like la, in the show and some of these people mm. had, didn't really have a chance to answer back like Jerry Krause the general manager of the team mm. or Horace Grant his ex-teammate who he won championships with but subsequently he says that he was a snitch who was talking to an author of a book who wrote some bad stuff about Michael Jordan so all of them have come out and said like, hey you know that's it's, yeah, that's not cool uh, to, 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 to that he has his say and then the rest of us don't have our say yeah mm. Yeah, so so that's I guess, I've been seeing a lot more of that recently, though. So it feels I mean, the show is almost like a chicken nugget. Uh. Like you you eat it, it's fucking amazing. But the moment you start thinking about uh what <laughs> what may have gone into it, it gets a little less tasty. Uh. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like okay, so I mean I think as a documentary, it's still fucking entertaining. Like it's one I would say if you ask me what are the two best documentaries I've ever seen, it would be The Defiant Ones, which mm. is the story of Dr. Dre and Jimmy Ovine and this la and and this just fucking blew my mind because I mean I grew up also watching Michael Jordan. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't say I was like a diehard fan, but I remember watching NBA Finals when he was uh, uh, playing against the Portland Trailblazers and all that. And he was such an icon. But watching this, like holy shit, you realize that I would even say like you think Ronaldo uh, and Messi are icons, right? Fuck man, like Michael Jordan is on a whole other level, man. Yeah, and this and was pre-social even, media, right? That's why. Yeah, pre-social media, and like even if you take away the fact that okay, he might have the editorial say on it. 
there's certain things that you can't run away from. Like here's a guy who entered a shitty team. He would he literally brought them up to win their first championships. They won three championships in a row. He retired, went to play baseball for two years. They didn't win. He comes back and they don't win that season, but they win the next three seasons. And then they 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 just disband the team after that. So there's all mm. this talk about whether they could have gone on to win more. But it's fucking ridiculous. Has there been any other team that has won uh, six uh, six times? Uh, actually, more than more than six lah. Yes, but not. Uh, not in such a like dominant fashion over a period of eight years, lah. So who's the only other individual player that has won more than Michael Jordan? Eh? I think Bill, Bill Russell. Russell or something. Yeah, Bill Russell with the Celtics. He has a more championship like eleven that, or something. That was which which era? Like how many that years ago? That was in ago? the fifties and sixties, I think. Yeah. So so this was yeah he holds eleven titles during in thirteen years, and uh yeah I mean this was in. 1959 to 1966. So yeah, it was a very different era uh, for for basketball. I mean, very different uh, level of athleticism from the from the people playing and all. Uh, whereas Jordan, I think beyond just the ch- number of championships, the way in which he won all of them and was so dominant and yeah, like you said, could retire for two years and come back and win another three. And yeah. uh, and also like he brought the NBA to this international level uh, Like I think yeah. th- th- when we were watching in those days, NBA was like just a sport that maybe you see at the back of the back of the newspaper after soccer and all that, right? You know. Yeah. But nowadays, NBA has its own channel, has its own fans. It's huge in China. It's international sport. Everybody wants and, to watch it. Uh. And I mean, I guess it's like okay, if you look at say take take Messi for example, like he's a mm. fucking amazing player, uh. Yeah. But. You know how there are certain players, like let's say Conor McGregor, they, would, they have mm. always been great fighters in, in USC, right? But Conor McGregor and his personality brought it to such a, a much wider audience, including people like me. Mm. You know, and, and they are the people who kind of elevate the sport and bring it to the masses. And fucking Michael Jordan, he, it's it's insane. La. So so what, yeah. what I was saying about why a Singaporean should watch it, I guess, maybe not so much just a, a, a Singaporean, it's just that uh, actually... I guess there's nothing uniquely why a Singaporean should watch it. Uh. Mm. But, Shit, but, I but lost my whole train of thought. But, but did, did you enjoy episodes 9 and 10? Uh, They were not my favourite. Uh. Yeah. I, I was a bit, yeah. I was left a bit deflated after episode watching the last couple of episodes. Uh. Yeah. I, I felt like it ended a bit on an anti-climax. Eh. Yeah. Like, what I really liked about other episodes was that even sometimes the final shot, you're like, oh, fuck, I can't wait to watch the next one. But yeah. after nine, I was like, uh, okay, and maybe because you also knew that they were going to win. Mm. Yeah, I felt episodes right. nine and ten, like, they focused on the the him win- them winning the games and all that, which actually I've watched hundreds of times before. I already know all the details of the games quite well and, and the last shot and everything. But yeah. um, I was actually, yeah, I wanted to know more of the behind-the-scenes drama of how do you go from winning six your sixth championship to like, oh, okay, everyone, bye. I'm, we're done. Bye, we're yeah. just walking out of here. This just sounds like... It sounds crazy la, when you... Because very few uh, star athletes in all sports, uh, very few of them are able to walk away from the limelight like that, you know, when they are at the peak and just walk away and just say, okay, I don't need this anymore. La. And you want to find out yeah. how, how the hell that, that no, happens. No, but huh? at the end of episode 10, Michael Jordan did say that he didn't want to walk away. What? But it's because the team got yeah. disbanded. What? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That's what that's what he did say, lah. Uh, I, I I just felt like eh, there must be something more to it that maybe wasn't covered. So, uh, yeah, to me, just towards the end, uh, then that that's where I started looking to people talking about the flaws of the show and things like that, lah. And I think one of the more interesting um, 
one of the more interesting things I saw was a, a video that basically said like the last dance did not live up to the expectations of what it promised. It was supposed to be this piece that really allowed you to see a different side of Michael Jordan. But in the end, it just reinforced everything that we already know about Michael Jordan. And uh, it just told you a bunch of like uh, convenient truths uh, like that they didn't cover a lot of things like his relationship with a particular player, Luke Longley. Uh, mm. yeah, like, they didn't talk about like the fact that uh, you know when, when Shaquille O'Neal beat them in the 1994 NBA playoffs, what a monumental occasion it was. But they rarely talk about Shaq as one of the best players yeah. and everything. Yeah, and, uh, and then someone also just raised a very good point uh, that essentially Michael Jordan is the Steve Jobs of basketball uh, where he's very brilliant and, and creative and everything but he's a fucking asshole uh, and, and and do you really need to be the asshole to reach that level of greatness? And um, But players after Michael Jordan like Kobe Bryant and LeBron James have proven that you, do, you don't need to be an asshole to be considered one of the greatest of all time. La. But you isn't Kobe Bryant also way. known to be an asshole? No, so Kobe Bryant, I think earlier in his career he was, like when he he and Shaquille O'Neal parted ways. I think that can be a whole documentary by itself. Because like he was very competitive like Jordan. But towards the later, I think over time he realized that his leadership started you know, to evolve. And then towards the end of his career, it became more of him trying to mentor a lot of players like Paul Gasol and and coax them into a winning championships together. Like, like Paul Gasol was like an underachieving player like way before he, he partnered with Kobe and all that. Lah. But mm-hmm. he managed to, to pull the best out of them. And then now you see LeBron is like fucking like having Taco Tuesdays on Instagram, like dancing TikTok with his kids, and, you know, like yeah. setting up schools for this underprivileged children and all. And he's still considered one of the greatest to play. Like maybe not the greatest, but still one of the greatest. So it kind of proves that yeah, like you don't need to be a complete so, asshole to so win all the time. Uh. Did that sentiment become more clear for you based on the final two episodes? Or like, or was it like, I mean, was it like up till then you were like, fuck, this is amazing, but there's going to be something that's going to seal the, the greatness of this documentary for me. But it was in the last yeah. two episodes that you felt that. Uh. Yeah, I, the last two episodes. Okay, one thing I, I felt immediate was that uh, Scotty Pippen, was made to throughout the whole series yes, was made yeah. to look like a wuss right and then someone yeah. told me I saw on the internet someone saying that don't worry episodes 9 and 10 supposedly are going to redeem him yeah, yeah direct, I'm going to redeem the, him right? the yeah, director said, right? him yeah but yeah. I watched it I was like no he's even he more of a wuss like <laughs> <laughs> so I was like oh my god Jordan like aren't you supposed to take care of this guy he's your, he's your number yeah. two guy he's your right hand man and then yeah, like, he didn't lah. so I felt a bit undone by all that I felt like hey you just made it all about Jordan when actually the rest of the team, you know, they got they got uh they got the bat and the, the shaft uh, and then that made me think, eh, hey, is it really like this was this really the story that I wanted to hear from watching this or is it just like uh am I just hearing only one side of the story, like you know? So so that's where that's where for me it's it's still it's still illuminated some things that I didn't know about, but yeah, it's yeah. not so much a documentary per se. La. Like yeah. to me the best documentaries are things that that kind of make you think about something in a different way or shed some light on something that was never known. Yeah. I think I think this this did to a certain extent, uh, but it, I, also because to see the the path of le- legitimately pro- the greatest player in basketball history, and I don't think that's just my opinion, I think it was just uh, a nice thing to revel in. Mm. I don't know whether it would be different if we actually had sports, yeah. you know, if we were in a different time. Now I think what you said, there's this gap for sports and like to relive the the final season of the Bulls in their greatness to it just felt like something like, Oh shit, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. So but I think that probably has a part to play also. 
yeah, so of course at the end of it, uh, I think there was a lot of announcements also that there, there there's going to be a documentary series about Magic Johnson and mm. probably one about Kobe Bryant at some point, like, you know. And, and Larry Bird. You know, yeah, Larry Bird. All. But I was just thinking, uh, which other star do, can I think of now that that uh, would be worth doing a, a show about? Then I'm thinking, Fucking Dennis Rodman, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. But let's say so, someone who's considered the greatest, almost one of the greatest uh. of all time. Then I'm thinking someone like Roger Federer. Like, but Roger Federer... Like I try to imagine what is the drama in his life. Uh. He's yeah. he's he's such a regular, boring dude who seems like a nice guy and everything. Like there's gonna be so much less drama. And they're like, eh, why yeah, how come this guy has so much drama? Whereas the other guy who's also the one of the greatest of all time in his spot has so much less drama than that. Uh. So I was like, Well, how are we gonna do ten episodes of a Roger Federer uh, yes, documentary? Yeah. <laughs> like so Roger, <laughs> how do you do your forearm? You're like, Yeah, you just do this. And yeah. then just bump. It's just there. Yeah, yeah, I had a terrible, terrible injury when I was taking my daughter out of the bathwater in the bathroom. I injured my <laughs> knee. <laughs> I like, so, so what kind of story I mean, is that? So I guess along the same veins of uh, vein of documentaries that uh, where the main person that's being highlighted on has a say in the editorial, right? Yeah. Uh, over the past weekend, I watched uh, Becoming la, by Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. And I... I know that a lot of people have been fucking loving it online and saying it's the best thing ever. So, but yeah. I also felt that, uh, yeah, I think people would rave about it. So I went in with like, okay, I'm, I'm not expecting much. Dude, I fucking hated it, man. Because mm. if you think that Michael Jordan kind of affected the editorial approach to The Last Dance, right? Oh my God, Becoming is fucking... Well, and I, I like Michelle Obama, you know? Like, I think she's yeah. a she's a awesome... Uh, 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 character uh, personality but holy shit it was painful to watch man because like the last dance at least it still shows you can argue like some sort of darker side of Jordan and why he Mm. did what he did whereas the fucking becoming it doesn't show anything that you didn't know about Obama and it's just so self-indulgent right that Mm. I watched it and it made me like her less oh my god yeah, but you still see a lot of people raving about it on on, uh, social media so I'm just thinking like fuck like Maybe it is it is a trend, you know, like the now when you get personalities with the ability to set up their own production companies. I mean it's always been the case, but the Obamas have, have signed a multi uh uh show deal with Netflix. Yeah. And if you get people producing their own documentaries, yeah, that's gonna be fucked up, man. <laughs> they should have a separate a separate like uh segment in Netflix uh, like biographies. Yeah. Or something autobiographical. Like no, like even uh, going back to the the Defiant ones, which was the other yeah. documentary series, is fucking amazing. Come to think of it, Dr. Dre also was one of the executive producers. Mm. So all the stuff about him being an abusive boyfriend, abusive husband was not covered. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, if if if, fuck, if that's the case, Chiba, this is again, like last week, I was just complaining about how I don't know who to believe anymore, right? Yeah. Now fucking documentaries also cannot believe. Yeah. In, oh, fuck. <laughs> In Singapore parlance, this they call it own self documentary, own self. Like, oh, allow, like, you just, everybody, you have editorial control over how you are portrayed to the world. Huh? I guess because if you think about it, like, documentaries are not the most lucrative, right? Yeah. And if you make a film, you can still assume that, okay, if this does well commercially, you you can you can support it lah. But how many documentaries can actually do well commercially, man? Yeah. And the only backers of documentaries are probably people who might want to make documentaries of themselves lah. Yeah. Wow, this was supposed was. to be a light-hearted segment, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me question the last dance also. It was, it was. I mean, that this uh, that would be fantastic if you critically watch a show that everyone loves and you can explain why you felt uncomfortable about it. I think that's what we want to arrive at today, lah. It's not perfect, yeah. la. Like Michael Jordan, he's not perfect, right? But you still 
I mean, you thank him for all the memories that he gave you yeah. throughout his years. I like, would right. still, well, I would still, and I'm assuming you also would totally still recommend it, lah. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's fucking great, yeah. Like, it was ten episodes, and I and I'm, and I, and it just flew by, man. Holy shit, yeah. 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 Actually, actually, I think so, you you enjoyed the 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 parts that were not about Jordan, right? About Rodman. Yeah, my favorite episode people. is about my favorite episode is the Dennis Rodman episode. Yeah, yeah. I like that I like Steve Kerr. Shook, yeah. I like knowing oh, yeah, more yeah. about Steve Kerr. I well. think he came out. He came out very nice, there. Eh. Yeah, because he's a yeah. coach of a very successful basketball team now. Yeah. I mean, not, not this a, season, but previous he's, seasons. He's, he's kind of self-deprecating. Yeah. And like, know, he I had a nice good, arc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a good player, you know, and things like that. But I, then he, had a very his, dark, yeah. he had a very dark background that I had no idea of. Either, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah Fucking yeah, father yeah. got assassinated in Lebanon. Yeah. Whew. Okay, so, but but yeah, so so this is like this is like the first show we've ever reviewed, la, right? I don't know about review, yeah. la, but, but because it's such like everyone seems to be watching it and reveling in it's it. Like we since just Game like, of Thrones, there's nothing. Yeah, since Game of Thrones, yeah. And then we just felt like, eh, we just need to put our thoughts about it on the table, lor. Yeah. But, yeah. But it was, it was maybe, maybe if 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 next time if people are, are more interested in hearing what we think about like big shows like that, especially stuff on Netflix, because nowadays when something drops on Netflix, everyone in the world is watching it at the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth, yeah. It's worth talking. So about yeah. It. So if if there's something that you want to share or just just hit us up, man, hit us yeah. up. Yeah. I think they're just just. I'm a huge like Michael Jordan fan. Uh. Like everything I say here, just remember I'm still a huge fan. I own like a lot of basketball cards up there, like yeah, of Michael Jordan and everything. So, uh, yeah, don't 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 shit on me just because I shit on the the documentary <laughs> series. I I love. No, Michael people Jordan only shit on you if you shit on K-pop. Yeah. Then yeah. you get people who shit on you. Or if I don't yeah. recognize my privilege, uh, I'm blind to my privilege. Then, yeah, then that one <laughs> I given up hope really. I given up hope. Okay, so so now our final segment, one shot yeah. thing. Would you like to go first, Terrence? Yeah. Since I snatched away your one shot thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean my one shot thing actually is something that uh I saw on Reddit, which I thought was freaking awesome. Basically a guy in Singapore, a uh a amateur or I don't know if he's amateur or what lah, but he's a indie game developer. He mm. has come up with in his free time, he decided to do a game, a Diablo style RPG game. Uh, based on the ghosts that you find in Southeast Asia. So basically, you are trying to protect this uh, fictional place called Seaport that has a merlion as a as an icon. And you run around like in Diablo and you are killing Pontianaks, you are killing uh, all these little, uh, all these goblins and all that from Southeast Asian folklore. Lah. So he's making it a game and uh, right now he, I'm not sure where he is in, is in development, but the, he's put up videos on his Twitter really? account. Yeah, so he's making a game oh, about fuck. all the ghosts like Pontianak and the, what's, what's the one, the, the one the, in, in Malaysia, I think they, they, they Toyol. Ah, Toyol, yeah, Toyols ah. and stuff like that. So it's like Diablo and then you go around and you kill them to protect a fictional place that is like Singapore Island, la, Temasek Island. Oh, last shit. Time. So it's damn cool. It's called Ghost Law. Like G-O-H-O-S-T-L-O-R-E. Not not law as in the Singapore uh, ghost law, yeah. but ghost lore. So it's quite lore. cool. La. I mean, uh, if, if you know all that, that talk about like circuit breaker, so and everything, this guy put it to use. La. He put his time to use. So yeah, oh, that's check cool. it out. Yeah. Cool. And and I do have a one-shook thing, uh, which yes. was something that I actually shortlisted as a one-shook thing for a future episode. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, it's ultimately another show. La. It's another show on Netflix called The Midnight Gospel. Have you heard of it? Uh, I've seen it, but I've never, it's, never crossed my so mind. So it's an it's a animated show. Um, It's a series. And it's so fucking weird, right? And then when I watched it, like you watch, it's, it's basically the main character is this 
podcaster, this podcaster in space. Yeah. And he has a machine that allows him to teleport to other dimensions and okay. he goes around interviewing people from those dimensions. La. In a podcast? La. In the show. Oh, in the show. But as a podcast? Yeah, so, or, or? Yeah, so he's, a, he's a podcaster in space. Oh, but okay, after okay. I googled it, right, it fucking is actually based on an actual podcast. Um, oh. And and it's it's super interesting because they literally use the podcast audio and put it into the show. Ah, so, I see, I see. Got it, got it. Yeah, so it's it's uh, fucking interesting because you watch it. It's it's unlike any show I've I've watched before. But it was um it was created by Pendleton Watt, who also created Adventure Time. You heard of Adventure Time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous. It's one, a yeah. pretty pretty a uh, pretty hit animated show. So he was a fan of this uh podcast by Duncan Trussell, which talks mm. about philosophy. It's called the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. It talks about philosophy, uh, psychedelics, and all this stuff. So he was such a big fan that when he pinged Duncan Trussell to make a show, they realized, okay, let's make a show, and then they literally use excerpts from the interviews mm. and put it into the show just in ridiculous settings. I so see. like the first episode is about him talking to um, I think an uh, ex-drug addict or something and it's set in on Earth when uh, and the person he's interviewing is the president of the United States as he's being attacked, attacked by zombies. Mm. And at the end of it, it's it's just fucking... like It, it, it also tells a good story and the ending is kind of a... Uh, quite a philosophical kind of... Uh, I mean, it makes you think, like, and I watched it, I'm like, oh, shit. At first, I thought it was going to be very similar to Rick and Morty, but yeah. it is totally, it's it's super interesting. Like, and like, in, in these days, when you see so many shows come up with similar kind of things, this was very, very refreshing. Like. Oh, that's cool. So, it's, uh, how many seasons has it has gone by? One season, one season only. First I don't season. know whether it's been, yeah, it's been renewed, but each episode is like 22 minutes, that's was it. it. It's, not, it's not recent, right? It's like quite a while back? Or? No, April 20th, 2020. Oh okay, okay. So it's very, it's still quite new, lah. Yeah, it's quite new. It's quite new. So, so yeah, uh, it's it's quite interesting, lah. It's quite interesting. So for so for those of you who think that Rick and Morty is already passe, and you've moved on already now. Yeah, I mean the latest season of Rick and Morty, I watch it. I'm like, mm. yeah, I don't know, man. It doesn't do it for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was it it, yeah. it wasn't doing it for me. Jump the shark, Jump the shark. But yeah, but cool. That's cool. Not bad, huh? You managed to recover one shock thing. Uh, just yeah, like a, I always have a list. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I would appreciate any help, but I always have a list of stuff that I like. Yeah, yeah, cool. But, uh, yeah, we also got some feedback that our podcast is too vulgar to play on the Bluetooth speaker at home, lah, for some people. Like, so yeah. they have to secretly take us out on runs with them and listen to them <laughs> in headphones. So, I mean, interesting piece of feedback. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're probably not going to change because, I mean, and, and it, the reason is because we want this podcast to be as authentic and as raw as possible. Like, we do a lot of mm. prep for it, but we we don't edit this podcast and we really want to be as honest as we can. Yeah. So, having, and this jet literally is how we speak uh, in real life as well. So, yeah, if we kind of have to force ourselves to, to curb that, it feels like it would just kind of like, uh, dilute the the train of thought because that's that's yeah that that's who we are la. Mm. So yeah, I really, uh, I don't think vulgarities are the worst things that we talk about on the podcast anyway. We talk about yeah. a lot darker topics and everything la, So it's yeah. okay la. And in some way, exposing your kid to vulgarities earlier might be better <laughs> than later, right? Because they are they're going to be exposed to it in at some point. Yeah. So 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 maybe just maybe like uh, think about the future of the world where everyone swears. So why not just introduce the words to your kids sooner rather than later and you be the one to explain it to them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Germany and alcohol. They they let young people drink alcohol at a young age. And then yeah. after that, it just becomes like, oh, okay, it's just alcohol as opposed to the US where they have this ridiculous drinking uh, age of 21. Prohibition, people, basically. Yeah, and people go apeshit the moment they get a fake ID when they're 18 and just, just go. So yeah, so think, take the same approach with vulgarities. Yeah. As you can tell, <laughs> none of us have kids. And we are, we are apologists. We are apologists for our behavior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, just share it with one other person. Yeah. Uh, and we will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Adios.